0: Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. We are back on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio this Saturday from 9 to 11 Eastern. So now you can get us every week, twice a week. Yay. Make Whoop. sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're up to this off-season. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I'm here with my lovely sisters and co-hosts, Ashley Williams and Brandon Marion Lee. Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 Last week we did quarterbacks. This week we're doing wide receivers. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so let's start off with the wide receivers that we missed last year. And we can't wait to see them get back in their groove this year, or maybe we can. Here's a list of some of the players that were injured most of the year last year. We have Keenan Allen for the Los Angeles Chargers. So weird. Josh Doxson, Marcus Wheaton. Eric Decker, both of which found a new team, and then Vincent Jackson. So, ladies, Ashley, uh, are you excited about any of these guys this year?
1: I think the guy I'm most excited about is Eric Decker. Uh, I'm intrigued by Marcus Wheaton in Chicago, but I do not love that offense as much as I love the potential offense of the Tennessee Titans. So... If Eric Decker is, you know, he's his best when he's the wide receiver, too. So as long as they maintain Rashard Matthews as the wide receiver one, I think Eric Decker and Rashard Matthews can both shine. But I'm a little nervous about how that may play out in terms of roles. But I think he's the one I'm most excited about.
0: Very nice. Brandon?
2: All right. Well, I would say that I'd like to see a strong preseason performance from Josh Doxon. His ADP is 151 overall, according to the AP number ADP numbers at Fantasy Football Calculator, which is the 56th wide receiver off the board. Now, you would think that that would get me excited and like happy because that seems like a value. But the problem is is that over the offseason, yes, they lost to Sean Jackson and Pierre Garçon, and both of them had 1,000-yard seasons. But they brought into Pryor, prior Jamison Crowder actually led the team in touchdowns so I'm just not quite sure where Josh Jackson is going to work in here and so I'd like to see it now supposedly he had a great uh you know he was fantastic in OTAs everyone's really excited but you know who else was fantastic in OTAs last season Nelson Aguilar mm. so yeah. well, I'm gonna need to see a little bit more that's all I'm gonna say about that
0: Mm. Well, thanks again to our sponsors, HelloFresh. Make sure to hop over to HelloFresh.com. Enter her FFB30 30 for $30 off your first order. It's less than $10 a meal, so do it. It's amazing. Ashley's got another box in herself. Yep. Wow. All right, you guys. Let's hop into our top 10 wide receivers. Number one, Antonio Brown. Then we have Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, AJ Green, and Mr. Mike Evans rounds off the top five. Then we go to T. Y. Hilton, Jordy Nelson, does Bryant, Michael Thomas, and Amari Cooper. Now, Brandon, start us off here. Is there anyone on this very talented list that you're okay passing on? Obviously, they're all fabulous. We're not gonna, you know, rip on any of them, but are we not? You know, are we we can move past, we can move on. <laughs> one we're not going to be reaching for
2: yeah i i think uh i think this player is going to be fine but i don't think he's going to take this huge leap forward and he doesn't really need to because he's been really uh great as a fantasy option but mike evans has very much relied on volume his entire career last season he led the league with 173 targets uh but he only had 96 catches uh now listen a lot of that's james winston And again, we talked about this in the last show, in the quarterback show, Jameis Winston's not an incredibly accurate passer either. So don't get me wrong. This is a, 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 a yin and yang kind of situation between the two of them. But the problem is, is that everybody's really excited about a lot of people on that team. And the thing is, is that they can't all be great fantasy options. So is Deshaun Jackson really going to be that down the field threat? Is he going to get the targets that we think he's going to get? And then Cameron Bray supposedly has built upon his great rapport with Jameis Winston over the offseason. Is that going to continue? And then OJ Howard's supposedly going to get a lot of work in two tight end sets. Charles Sims is back. Supposedly Doug Martin's going to be a baller once he's back from suspension. All of these things cannot happen at the same time with Mike Evans still getting 170 plus targets. So I'm a little bit nervous about that volume dip. I think there'll be better targets. Um, So perhaps he's going to have a better rate because listen, he's only catching 55.49% of his passes. That's really low or um, of his targets, I should say. So, uh, yeah, I guess I would just say that for me, I'm okay with where he is because I still think he is going to be a target hog, but I don't think he's going to be as much of one. And so I guess I haven't taken him a whole lot this offseason.
0: Ashley, you're shaking your head and smirking. You got something to say? You got something to say? I totally totally agree. You know, I feel
1: like Mike Evans is the guy that I kind of rag on every year. Despite the fact that he is always a top receiver, <laughs> but
0: not me, only one of the top receiver, he was the top receiver was. he was late, but I agree with Brandon. It's almost a too many cooks in the
1: kitchen situation for me in Tampa right now where there's too many options and Deshaun Jackson is too big of a threat. It is far different than Vic- Vincent Jackson being that secondary target there. This, this is like- Deshaun Jackson that we're talking about here. Um, again, to me, it is, oh, I brands dead on. It has been a volume play. So that 173, I'm going to guess maybe make drop down more to like the one, what do you think, 140 range, maybe?
2: Maybe. I mean, maybe you know, like lower. maybe
1: in targets. I mean, and so if you're looking at 96 yeah. catches, that puts him probably in the 70, 80s of what he's going to catch. And I've always not had a problem with the fact that he doesn't complete a lot of his catches because the volume was there so I think it is completely valid to be a little nervous that that volume is going to go down what does that do for Mike Evans but I agree I think every year crazy. Topic, I would never I wouldn't crazy yeah but you're asking us to say which guy would you maybe skip on I can see why I'd maybe the skip top guy or that
0: the the leading scorer in fantasy last year that's the one you're gonna choose
1: because there's nobody else on the team now this year, O.J. Howard, you got Bray. I mean, there's a lot more options. Bray was there last I'm not saying I'd skip on him. Yeah, but again, like Brand says, the
0: rapport is apparently better. I just – Deshaun Jackson. Really he ha- averages almost 14 yards a catch, which is more than Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Jordy Nelson, and Michael Thomas. But don't you think he that's going to go down? Tons of red zones. He gets the two point conversion. No, I think I think more cooks in the kitchen in this kind of in this kind of offense is good. I think that's good. It's
1: not good for him when he's a solely a volume guy.
0: No, Brandon's even said it before. O.J. Howard is more of is a great blocker, which is going to help Jameis Winston have more time to get the ball out. And 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 Mike Evans has one of the easiest schedule schedules for wide receivers. So it's going to have he's. He's going to have a fantastic.
1: For Courtney, you've asked us to be nitpicky about obviously receivers. None of us are passing on. No one is saying don't Evans. draft Mike Evans. We're just <laughs> you guys saying hate Mike Evans. There's valid reasons to be concerned. <laughs> I don't hate Mike down. Evans, but I, I, hate him I do either. think
2: yeah. I think that it is of note that he has by far the lowest catch percentage of the top 20 wide receivers by far. Now, I mean, listen again. I think the value of those targets could go up if Jameis has all this time or whatever. I don't think he's going to have the same yards per catch. The reason why is because now he's going to split the deep ball with Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. That just makes nope. sense. I mean, I listen, I'm not passing on him, but I am taking AJ green ahead of him, which we'll talk about later. I'm sure. But, um, that doesn't, and, and because a lot of people are taking Mike Evans first, I'm probably going to miss on him because I personally have AJ green ahead of him. But, um listen he's amazing. I don't I don't have any I have no beef with Mike Evans. I love him. I just think that th- at the beginning of the off season, everybody was so high on him like he's going to he's going to be better and crazy. And I just think like 1300 yards is pretty good. I don't think he's going to be better. That's all I'm saying. I think that's pretty darn good. Being the
1: best in the league is
0: tough. Being the best in the league is tough. For the that's first me. time there's nowhere to fall You know, there's nowhere to go, but so you're taking Mike Evans over Antonio Brown. No, I'm taking Mike Evans right where he is. I'm not passing him up for somebody right below him.
1: I would if Mike Evans is available when
0: he's there, that's who I'm taking. I'm not taking AJ Green over Mike Evans, really, who has like the toughest schedule in the NFL is the Cincinnati Bengals. No, I'm not passing him up for AJ Green which Brand says we're going to get into A.J. Green later, so we'll do that later. I'm yeah. going to tell you who I'm <laughs> passing up on this top ten, and I really am legit passing up on him. I want nothing to do with this man, is Amari Cooper. I'm sorry, and it's not just because I'm a Broncos fan, but he is one of the toughest schedules for wide receivers. As I said, only A.J. Green has a tougher schedule in this top ten receivers. I wouldn't want to face the Broncos twice a year. I wouldn't want to face, face the Chiefs twice in the same year. And guess what? we don't think about the San Diego or the Los Angeles chargers is having a good defense, but they have one of the best corners in the league. Mm-hmm. And when Amari Cooper plays him, they shut him down. So I'm just saying that's six games, six games. He only had five touchdowns last year. I think he's going to have maybe more than that, but it's hard. Now they have Marshawn Lynch. Who's going to see, I think a lot of the red zone targets, unfortunately. So I, I, I just, I don't love it, but I do love about Amari Cooper is in week 15 and 16, he plays the Cowboys and the Eagles who do not have shut down corners. So that is good. That is good. So I will say that's a positive thing for him, but I am passing on Amari Cooper. I would rather 11, 12, 13 over Amari Cooper. So you're saying the Raiders aren't
1: going to pull a Seattle and not give Marshawn Lynch. The red zone targets?
0: I mean, mm. who knows? Maybe in the playoffs, but I, I just, I'm not banking on that uh, with the Chiefs and the Broncos games. And I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can run, right? Didn't we learn that? You can actually run on those teams, at least definitely the Broncos, you can run a little bit. And in the Chargers, you can definitely run. So that's what they're going to be ru- doing during those six games. That's a lot of games. Big chunk so, of games. That's a big chunk of games. So I'm yeah. Yeah. Not my really interesting. But if you want to trade for them later in the season, again, 15, week 15 and 16 should be money for you. Do a little trade. Like Anyways, that. Ashley, what about you? Who
1: yeah, you again, I, I'm not passing on any of these guys on the list, just to be very clear. I will be more than happy with any of them on this list. Um, but I actually really like the two guys that you guys already brought up. Uh for the valid reasons, to be concerned, not necessarily past, but you know, concerned. Um, But I had to pick something, obviously didn't already mention. So for me, it'd be Des Bryant. Okay, so he has only played 22 games the past two seasons due to injury. Mm-hmm. With that said, when he played, he played well and was a top 20 receiver over in over half of those outings in 2016. Uh, but before these two, you know, past really injury filled seasons, he was a guaranteed top 10 receiver. So there's also concern of a shift to move to a run heavy offense, but I don't think it's going to be as impactful as some people are making that out to be, you know, and, but if we look at 80 here, so in 2014, he was, at 12 and 13 in 2013, two seasons that he was healthy. This year, his ADP is 21. That is drastically lower than where he had been previously to that. So if he has a 2014 like season, then you got an absolute steal at 21. If he has a 2014, sorry, again, he's a steal, but let's not forget that he didn't get a preseason workout in 2015 needed to because of the whole franchise tag holdout. He was one of those guys that held out on that. And then also in 2016, he had multiple leg surgeries in the beginning of the season. He had issues with uh, his ankle, his foot, his back, his knee. This guy has just not been healthy at all. But he is healthy now. Uh, And he has gone on to say, there's been times where I am seriously injured, but I still go. The way that I feel now, I'm not dealing with really anything. I feel damn good. I know once I'm 100%, I'm hard to deal with. And I believe him. If you look at how he did the last eight games of last season, it was over 80 yards and a touchdown is what he was averaging. So while I was sitting there telling you not to pick him, I have like somewhat still talked my way into him. It's really just kind of that slight injury that was concerning, but I think for the value, it's completely worth
0: that pick. I think most people have those feelings towards does in general as a person. Again, probably, we're being I nitpicky here, is. but yeah. you know, yeah, I was like, I mean, we're probably the only show that's going to you know, but I think that's fair. Like, I think that's good that you say that because you, You know, your number one pick, your number two pick is huge for your season, you know? So I think it's good that we're giving these people options. We give you three guys that maybe you want to just, you know, take a pause and that leaves seven guys that were saying go for. Like, Also, joy. I don't like the
2: Cowboy drama this offseason. season. And a lot of he drama. he showed up three hours for the first day of camp. He missed the conditioning test. He says he had sinus issues and a headache. But then other people were saying he was out the night before. Um, supposedly Terrence Williams has been bonding with Dak Prescott over the offseason. We already know he has a good connection with Cole Beasley. I, I, I hear that. I think Amari and Dez are good choices.
1: I mean, I already picked Terrence Williams up in a different league, so I certainly hope they're bonding. But I think I think that's going to be fine. And if you say it, it will come. It's that's right. I'm going to will it. Gonna will we're going
0: to we're going to be Williams. secret
2: this season. Actually, we're going to be yeah. the secret
0: this season because again, a, that should be a segment. You we should have our own board. I'm
2: yeah. I am having. Oh, what do they call it? Manifesting. We're yeah. going to manifest this uh, you know what listen i mean hopefully it all works out i I don't want to think too hard about these camp issues either i go back and forth on like how much i care and how much i don't don't you i do
0: but the thing is at least especially with the cowboys because like oh you're a bad boy great more time drama yeah they don't like they love it they feed off of that crap with in dallas Yeah, yeah i mean like Unless They're you're lucky, white boys head. of like not giving a crap about yeah. bad people. <laughs> yeah, so, if you're, if you're yeah. lucky,
1: you're not so lucky over there. No, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, the yeah. unluckiest yeah, yeah. lucky
2: ever.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I just <laughs> love right. that
1: press conference too, where Garrett just had the same exact thing like oh, six and they eight times in a row. Some-
0: who oh, didn't commit a crime and so kept awkward. the one who did. It's sweet. so awkward. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's awkward. Um. All right, Ashley, which of these guys are you hoping ends up on your team? So which draft position are you hoping for to get that guy?
1: Well, I mean, I obviously want guys one through three, Brown Jones or Beckham Jr. Mm. I mean, who doesn't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I think I've talked myself into Des, actually, purely for the fact that arguably. <laughs> He has- I love
0: this, Ashley. You have him as yeah. the guy you're passing on and the guy that you're going for. I turn a negative Man. into a positive, Courtney. You know what? Mm-hmm. Ashley
2: has gone from the secret manifesting style to oh. dual personality. Yep, <laughs> yep. If you build it,
1: you- he will come.
0: And I'm building it. Here's
1: the thing, though, is that arguably – he has the best chance to outperform his ADP compared to everybody else in that list just for where he falls. Right. So that's to me, if I'm looking at these guys, if I get a one through three, then my best chance is probably a Des at the, towards the bottom of that list. And he's got a very, very, very favorable schedule weeks one through 13 during the playoffs. It gets a little bit harder. He has the 11th hardest schedule for receivers during that time. But during the regular season, really great schedule, which is going to make that, outperform his ADP very very doable nice
0: Brandon what about you who's your guy you want well, as I said, we were going to discuss AJ Green, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. so I
2: understand. I don't. I rarely draft for schedule, and I think it's great that you guys are bringing it up, though. I think it's really good, and 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 you know, everyone needs to have like their own technique and the things that they do. Um, and I think it's really important. Uh, other than I think the Amari Cooper schedule, which I think you
0: really sold me on that, but uh, other
2: than that, I usually that's try to just one go division
0: for you can just like. No, you just know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's every year. It's very consistent. And it's every year. Yeah. yeah it's just... It is what it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I would say that with AJ Green, here's my thing: only one wide receiver has had over a thousand yards in five back-to-back seasons, and that's actually Demarius Thomas. And we'll get to him later in the show too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, AJ Green, though, would have had six years in a row if he was able to play in more than ten games, and still, in only ten games, he was only thirty-six yards short, shy of a thousand-yard season again. So to me. He, his floor is so high he is yeah. consistently involved in the game plan and for me if you're at the end of your uh draft order I'm cool with A.J. Green because I'm actually cool with a lot of the people on the way back, too, in terms of running backs that you can get there, like the Jordan Howards of the world. There, there's some good choices. So I'm cool with starting with A.J. Green as my solid wide receiver one that if he's on the field, he is the guy. And they can put anyone around him. That's fine. But he is the guy. If he is healthy, which is he absolutely is, uh, I feel I feel good about him.
0: I like that, Brandon. I like it. Uh, Demarius. Demarius is bomb digging too, and I think we sometimes just can't look at him straight because of the quarterback situation. But you know what? He is good. Best. He's worst- a... Wh- he's a- Mike Evans, you can't fans. watch him. You just can't watch him. Maybe as a Broncos fans, we feel that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know what? To be out, be honest, after writing this outline, I, I do think I'm going to be changing a little bit of the wide receiver rankings and moving Mr. Michael Thomas up in our rankings mm. simply because his ADP is higher than where we have him ranked. I don't want you to miss out on Michael Thomas just because we have him ranked too low. You You need Michael Thomas in your life. He has the seventh easiest schedule for receivers and with no Brandon Cooks to take the targets. So Cooks had 117 targets last year for the Saints. Now, they got Tegan Jr., who surprisingly had 95 targets. Does Mm -hmm. that not shock you? Like, I was thinking, like, oh, 117 for Brandon Cooks. God, Tegan Jr. is, what, can it be, like, 65? Because he's such a good receiver. He caught, you know, I guess he dropped a lot of balls, I guess. But I was like, man, 95 receptions for Tenkin Jr. I don't know how I missed that because um, I even owned him in quite a few leagues. But, yeah, so there are going to be some more targets going in Michael Thomas's way for sure. So I think it's only going to get better for him. Um, not only that, but teams will have to pay attention to that running game even more now with AP there, whether you think AP is going to be amazing or not. He's still that threat that teams feel that threat that just, just enough to give him just another inch to be able to run, you know, and Michael Thomas can get the break and catch that ball. So I'm in love with Michael Thomas this year.
2: And last season, the saints were one of only four teams that had 2000 yard wide receivers on it. And it was Brandon cooks and Michael Thomas this year. It's Michael Thomas and Willie Snead. And then if Ted Ginn is the Willie Sneed of this year, that's like 800 yards.
1: Ted Ginn will be the Willie Sneed of this year.
2: Well, he and you, got, you could take him, like, at the very end of your draft. So who cares? Like, it's just upside at that point. You can round 14. It's like.
0: Pfft. Right. Right. And who doesn't want Drew Brees throwing your guy the ball? Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Come on. All right, you guys. Make sure you hop over to her fantasy football for all of our rankings. Also, our uh, draft cheat sheet, our tiered draft cheat sheet is up. So go to herfantasyfootball.com/slash cheat sheet. You can print it off, bring it to all your drafts. Super easy. Get everybody you want. We update it frequently, um, so it'll be updated next Tuesday, right, Brandon? Yeah, we updated
2: yeah. today. It's, it's and, updated yeah. today. It'll
0: be updated. Um, hopefully every Tuesday night, Monday or Wednesday morning, so you'll be able to do it during your weekends.
2: And we try to make changes as it goes along. There'll be another one tomorrow, like with the injury news and stuff like that. Right. So if we make little increments, we'll we'll try to make more changes in between. But it'll be yes.
0: Jackson is out for the season. Get Danny Woodhead, right, Brandon? That's what we're doing. And Mister West, and Mister West, yeah. yes. He became relevant again. Yeah, he did. Always does. Always does. Always (laughs) comes back. The guy is like. And Devontae
1: Booker out six to eight weeks with a wrist injury. That news just broke about 20 minutes ago. Yeah,
0: Devontae Booker. Yeah. So Jamal Charles' stock is going to go up just a little bit more. Joe
2: Flacco has a disc issue. Although a lot of people are saying he's going to be fine by week one. But either way, You might be able to get then those guys for value as well. Macklin, Wallace. They don't have a tight end. No. 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 Tragic (laughs) over there. (laughs) So we don't need to discuss that. But the other
0: guys, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. All right, let's get into the next 10 wide receivers on our rankings, 11 through 20. We've got Doug Baldwin at the top of the list, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Alshon Jeffrey, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Golden Tate, Sammy Watkins, and Larry Fitzgerald. This is not your top 10, so this can be interesting here. Give me your dynamic duo, um, Ashley, if you could, with one of these wide receivers to match with your previous Des Bryant. Well,
1: it's my technically Antonio Brown-Jones or – Beckham and right, right, right. Yes, yes, and yes then this right. guy, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, so
0: the fifth guy on your team would be right. <laughs> Just, um, there are a lot of
1: unknowns for me with some of these guys here. Uh, in regards of Hopkins, you know, who I used to believe was quarterback proof, he kind of shook me to the core last year. I'm not sure I've bounced back with him yet. On my feelings on that, Jeffrey's on a new team. Watkins tends to be injury prone. Uh, Edelman, you know, he has got Brandon Cooks in the mix now, so I'm a little I'm a little nervous about some of that. So all great players, and I don't hate any of them, but Larry Fitzgerald at 20 is great value. His ADP is 70, which is pretty low for a guy who finally has a healthy quarterback. Uh, again, debatable about what's healthy with a completely old quarterback, but again healthy in theory. Uh, and to, you know, and then to boost that production that he already had in the 2016 season, finishing 17th overall out of all the wide receivers and 10th overall out of the receivers in 2015. So he also has the third easiest schedule this year and is that short range slot receiver, which adds for me a level of comfortability for the fact we've got an aging quarterback who's had some health concerns over the years and has lost a little bit of arm strength. So I really like that the fact that he's that short range slot receiver. And again, it doesn't get more consistent than Larry Fitzgerald. So no, that's my guy.
2: Someone was talking about Megatron and drafting him. People want him to come back. And I was like, you know what? There's not a day that goes by that. I don't miss Megatron in fantasy. And the next thing I'm going to be sad about is when Larry's story. Gosh, he's the guy. (laughs) It'll be the end of the era.
0: Don't say it.
1: It won't be. Larry's no Megatron. He's going to be there forever. He's a possession. Guy. His, own,
0: his own tier. True. He's his own I'm tier. Of, you know, it's like David uh, Robinson. I know, I know. That's basketball, <laughs> but still, I still miss him. I know. <laughs> he's, still <laughs> <dreams> <laughs> he's still in my dreams.
2: He's still in my dreams. I still think he's playing the ball. It's fine. He's uh, it's okay. It back. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Warner is still playing football as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's right that's you know, right hall of fame Schmall of fame you still here man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh for me uh demarius thomas as i said later in the show uh again i, I he's Five seasons of back-to-back 1,000 yards. What's more impressive about that is that in all five of those seasons, another wide receiver on the same team also had a 1,000 yards. That is insane. Whether it was Eric Decker or Emmanuel Sanders, literally every single time, someone else was also getting over a 1,000 yards. On top of that, he was able to do this with Peyton Manning having a historic season, right? An amazing season. Great quarterback play. And when Peyton Manning stunk and whatever that offense was last season. He still was putting up a thousand yards. Now he only had five touchdowns and he needs to score more than that to be the way that we want him to be. Uh, but to me having a horrible season and still putting up over a thousand yards with a quarterback that you're not quite sure even is still your quarterback the following year. Uh, I think that he just shows staying power. He And yeah. he also, he never misses games. So you can always play him. Uh, again, though, I mean, Courtney makes a really good point about that division. Um, but he's played in that division and put up over 1,000 yards all these years. So, uh, again, I, to me, he's just proven he can do it. So, I, again, I like him. And his ADP is lower than what we have. And we're high on him. And it's not because we're homers. It's because of math.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Completely absolutely. Absolutely. I, and, and you know what? I feel like, hear me out. The Raiders play is a little bit more predictable because they have so many good moving pieces. Whereas the Broncos, you just don't know what's going to happen back there, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to predict what they're going to do because exactly that quarterback situation is such a mess. It is kind of uh, an interesting situation. Their running back uh, situation, running mess. back mess, I say. The running, running back. I mean, the what are we going to do? That? Last year was awful. I mean, yeah. So we'll see, but. Um, I do love me some Demarius Thomas. I also love some Doug Baldwin, and I like him because mm-hmm. he's not sexy. Now, we have him ranked at 11, and that's exactly where he should be, if not 10. But he – people kind of overlook him, and I yeah. like that. People overlook teams that have a running, running – running quarterback, I feel like, on receivers a little bit. Mm-hmm. You kind of bump them down some. So you can get Doug Baldwin at, you know, the 11th, 12th uh, wide receiver when really he could end up being seven, eight. you know, maybe even higher. To, you know, we'll see how it goes. But um, I, I just – I really like him. You know, and guess who has the easiest schedule this year? The wide receivers for the Seattle Seahawks. So I like that a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, I know he. you may be thinking, well, he plays the Cardinals and the Rams twice a year, like we had just said about Amari Cooper um, with the Chiefs and the Broncos. But last year in week 15 and 16, he played those teams, and he got a touchdown in each game and a total of two hundred over 200 yards. So some teams, some guys are just better against good defenses. Some guys get shut out. Mari Cooper gets shut out doug baldwin not so much so uh, i i i still enjoy him um so we'll see i think i think you think the touchdowns too brandon just like demarius the only having five touchdowns but Russell wilson was injured mm-hmm. a lot last year and he's healthy this year and i think that is going to be amazing for doug baldwin so i, I like him he's my guy and he plays the cowboys in week 16 which might be your championship which is amazing
2: if they have defenders that aren't suspended at that right. point. We don't know.
0: <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Oh, the the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like Poor a match matchup in week 16. It's, like, fabulous for Doug Baldwin. It's, like... Who's going to be playing on the Cowboys? You don't know. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. (laughs) Um, All right. It's time to talk about the hype guys, players that may be going higher than what you think their values should be or maybe going lower for their potential. Ashley, which receiver is going way too high for you to ever draft him? I am not and have never been
1: on the Dante Moncrief train. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. He right might on. be my new bishop Sankey, which is not a kind thing to say That's at all. Nice. But That's we are nice. low on him. We are
2: low on him.
1: Yeah. Well People love him. He is such <laughs> that he is that stereotypical potential guy. He is. He, he is literally the Bishop Sankey, and his ADP is 69, which is higher than Larry Fitzgerald, Jamison Crowder, Willie Sneet Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Jackson, and Cameron Meredith. I could go on and on with better, more solid players that are more consistent than Dante Moncrief that are a lower ADP than him. It is. Drives me insane. Sanders, Fitzgerald, and Crowder were all top 25 wide receivers last year, and Sanders, Jackson, and Fitzgerald also had a 1,000-plus-yard seasons. Meredith uh, almost had 900 yards. So while Moncrief, yes, he only played nine games, he only had 307 yards. Come the F on. Get off this train. I cannot handle people saying that Dante Moncrief should go above. Emmanuel Sanders,
0: what? Crack? Are you on? There you go. Feel Your opinion this theory. way. Don't oh my gosh! I want the good you. stuff. I want the good stuff. Ash, Brandon, which guy are you passing on? Quelude. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, um, pass. <laughs> uh, be courteous. Be courteous. Well, now
2: I feel bad going into this particular conversation. uh I'm a little worried about Martavis Bryant. And a lot of people are very high on him because of his talent. I have no issues with Martavis Bryant personally or with his talent, frankly. Uh, I don't love the situation, though. At, last season, he was out for the entire season. He was at rehab. Um you know, he was taking care of himself. He says he feels like a different person after going to rehab and also uh, the birth of his child, this entire suspension. He was able to really find himself. He feels good. He came back with with 10 extra pounds of muscle. I don't know if I love that because he's kind of a speed guy, so I'm not quite sure I needed the extra 10, but supposedly he looks like a beast and everyone's really excited. And athletically, he looks like he's all back. Um, however, it was a little weird because um, – This week he said, uh, or I think it was late last week, he said that he wants to have a sit-down man-to-man with Ben Roethlisberger to talk about his feelings about what he said about him needing to earn his respect back and that um, he had let the team down and et cetera, et cetera. But what's really weird is that the two conversations he was referring to happened last year, a whole year ago, and in April. And it's with Martavis Bryant himself who brought it up. And then, um, weird, they haven't had a sit down yet.
1: Yeah. That is weird. What? And a bit Uh, of an accountability issue. uh,
0: Listen, listen. some people handle this kind of situation differently. Some people are like, let's not talk about it. it's over. Move past. Maybe that's Ben Roethlisberger. So maybe he just wants to ignore what's in front of his face. I don't know. But it seems like obviously Martavius Bryant is very hurt uh, about this still. So he needs to get it off his chest.
2: Obviously. And if you remember correctly too, when the draft happened, when Juju Smith-Schuster was drafted, he, uh, Martavius Bryant and Sammy Coates got into a Twitter argument about who was losing their job to Juju. And remember this back and forth that it was yes. like, I, and I, I, so I, I don't know if like just emotions are on high right now, and he's just trying to get back into the groove, or what the deal is. Uh, but listen, Juju Smith Schuster is a really, really talented wide receiver. Um, if you saw any of his tape from USC, you would be impressed by him. And on top of that, the NFL actually uh, did a you know a comp on him to Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden had a very long career that may still be prolonged. He may find another team. I, I you know. If Martavis Bryant's ADP was lower, I'd be all in. The talent yes. is not in question. But you have to take him early. Hi. You have take him like that Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Crabtree area. And I'm not quite sure he's definitely the number two. And if he doesn't have to earn the respect, I think that may be a thing. I think that may be a reality that we have to contend with. So I'm sad because I really, really want the player and the potential. But man, you're not paying for potential at that point. You're paying for a starter. And I'm not quite sure he's an every week starter right now.
1: And I think we've got an immaturity and accountability
0: issue on our hands here. And I, mean, I don't like that
1: combination either.
0: He's going above Jarvis Landry. And I'm not one to like, be like, I love Jarvis Landry, <laughs> but I think Martavius Bryant, good, I mean, that's nuts. He's going like right below Devonte Adams. Who's, uh, you know, one of the best wide receiver twos in the league. Actually, is he a wide receiver three? I don't even know what he is, but whatever he is, he's one of the better ones of getting you fantasy points, right? So I just don't know. I agree. That's just like way too rich for an unknown. Above it's Jarvis not- Landry?
2: He's going in the fourth round. If someone yes, is a fourth, the fourth round, round, round pick, he oh needs to be Absolutely an every week not. starter. Absolutely and he's not. not.
1: I totally Mm. agree. Don't make me go Dante Moncrief on this.
2: This is
1: (laughs) (laughs) absurd. And
2: again, though, it's not that he's not talented and that's why you have to kind of look at, at, at technique and skill and strategy because upside is something you should be doing at like round six, seven, eight, right? That's where you start drafting for upside, not round four. Four is a guy you're depending on every single week. And if you can't do it, don't draft him. My, my talent cousin. doesn't matter totally if your
0: quarterback brilliant. won't throw you the ball. So that
2: doesn't help. No.
0: Nope. nope. Well, my guy, who again it's all about value, where you have to get him right below Martavius Bryant is Marshall uh, Brandon Marshall, and I just don't understand how a 33 year old who has injury histories, who just got off the Jets' ride roller coaster. Uh, is a guy you're going to draft again in that fourth or fifth round? It just doesn't it doesn't sound like a good value at all for me. Uh, and listen, he's 33 years old and he's fighting for targets from OBJ and Sterling Shepherd. I mean, I think that everyone just thinks, oh, Sterling Shepard, nothing now because of o- because of Brandon Marshall. But Brandon Marshall's just a big body. So there I just go. I just don't I just don't see it being like this.
2: They're Aww. totally different players
0: because Sterling Shepard's in the slot. Well, yeah, I mean, I exactly. So what, Sterling Shepard's not going to get the targets? Break. He's still going to get plenty of targets. I I just think that I, I I just don't see it. Again, if he fell to like the 7th, 8th round like we were talking about guys that have maybe upside, then sure. But in the fifth round is too rich for my blood. So I'm passing on Mr. Brandon Marshall this year. I hope he has a wonderful, wonderful uh, year. But uh, I also don't like the fact that he's already getting into broadcasting. I feel like he just knows it's it's almost over. But yet the fantasy world doesn't. Is it because the they're drafting them super high? Uh, yeah, I th- well, I mean, <laughs> there's only so many broadcasting <laughs> spots for these retired NFL players, and they know it. So now they're trying to get into the game before they're retired. Smart.
1: Smart. 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 Smart.
0: Brandon Marshall's the first. I like it. Well, Greg
1: Olson did a little broadcasting himself at the draft. So Well,
0: and Julian Edelman has his it. own show. So. Let's not forget the couch show.
2: Well, Travis Kelsey had a dating show.
0: Yep. Yeah. But now Rob Gronkowski's on Nickelodeon, so – I mean, here's my thing about Brandon Marshall. They don't make enough money in the NFL, I guess.
2: They always – okay, the New York Giants had the most three wide receiver sets in the National Football League. That is true. But now they also have this tight end that they're trying to get involved of in Engram. They, Shane Vereen is supposedly healthy, and they want to have him be a big part of it. Again, this is kind of like the Tampa Bay thing where it's like there are so many targets that are supposed to be sleepers or these big guys. Well, it's like, well, if that happens, then this guy's not a fifth-round pick because he's never going to be OBJ. OBJ is for sure the number one wide receiver in the New York Giants – there's no way he's going to overtake OBJ, but that would be, that'd make no sense. That's
0: zero no, sense. No, no way. That's happen. So how is he? And I don't think enough you know, people are giving Sterling Shepard enough credit. No. So, and Eli Manning is I on mean, the way down. That's what I'm saying. Like Eli Manning isn't even a Jameis Winston. I, mean, I just, understand I
1: Winston, So the Brandon Marshall-Sterling Shepard debate. I understand that. And I, I can maybe think, I do think Brandon Marshall did better than Sterling Shepard this year. I do. But the fifth round is a little high. It's just there's starting wide receiver ones that you can still get in that round. So why you'd be going to a second or third wide receiver, hoping you're going to happen to have a tandem that reaches a thousand yards each, which only two teams did last year. That's pretty high expectations.
0: Sterling Shepard is going at the end of the 12th round. A, the, a debate between the two clearly there's no debate because Brad Marshall's getting picked in the fifth round and Sterling <laughs> Shep- Shepherd is in the 12th. Let me see some of the, some people's last offensive pick. That's crazy. So I'm sorry. That's enough. that's, I will save my breath for Sterling Shepard. If that's going to be the deal, I'm not, that's great. It's cray- it's crazy. <laughs> All right, Brandon, which sleeper are you drafting in your league? Say 12 man league, bigger. What do you say? You guys,
2: Cooper Cup is listed as the number one wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, and Who? he doesn't Who? even have an ADP Who? on fantasy football calculator.
1: You Put guys, wide receiver one.
2: He is free, and he's the number one wide receiver on a team.
0: I like. Blank. Oh my god! What you can tell this is Brandon's first year covering the LA Rams because she yeah. is very excited about all of them. <laughs> yeah, very. well they're just they're so, so value. Or you're gonna be you're yeah. gonna be oh, singing a different tune. She she not felt the <laughs> disappointment
1: the rest of us have covering. No,
0: Brandon. no, no. Kenny
2: Britt was able to get over a thousand yards with That's a true. weird case. Keenum, Jared Goff hybrid under Jeff freaking Fisher. And yet best
0: coach ever.
2: Ever? But uh I'm just saying that one of these guys is going to get at least 800 if not 900 That's yards I, yeah. and they're all yeah. free. They're all free. Just at the end, take a chance on any of them. My pick is Cooper Cup. He's a great possession receiver. He basically beat uh, Jerry Rice out for every single record that you could possibly have uh, for the FCS. All-time records for total receptions, total receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He had a great camp. Tavon Austin, unfortunately, was hurt. But what it did was it allowed Cooper Cup to come in and be like, no, really, I'm legit. Now, yes, he, he was playing in eastern Washington and everyone was sad because he doesn't he hasn't played big games but he did play a few big games and those were his best games he is a freak you guys he's like he's like Julian Edelman but like without Rob Gronkowski there to take targets he's just there to catch the ball and he's free no ADP everybody he's not even on the list and he's a wide receiver one that is sleeper oh
1: take your flyer Take the off. Rams,
2: they're available everywhere. Yeah,
0: you
1: can, <laughs> I mean,
2: I guess for me, again, we're talking about like strategy and technique. And for me, if you're late in the draft, I love it. you I can like get team. players on bad teams for value because no one likes the team. And I get it. I don't like them either. Like l- legit, I don't think the Rams are going to win a lot of games. But 14th round wide receiver one,
1: that's crazy. I love it. Ashley, he's going to be one of your last picks of the draft. We've already talked about him, and Ted Ginn Jr. is still my guy. I think I've talked about him almost every single show, even the quarterback <laughs> show where I had no business talking <laughs> about a wide receiver. I found my way to bring so up. so many
0: drops, though. He's Ted Ginn so Jr. You can't, I mean, you, can't you can't watch him. You can't watch him. You can't watch
2: him,
1: right? That's fine. I don't need to watch no. him. But he is big mm-hmm. play, man. Perfect. He has big. Perfect. I just say, if you are best ball, oh my gosh, yeah. you absolutely have to get Ted Ginn Jr. He has big playability, speed, and shiftiness. for a guy who is going in the thirteenth round. Again, depending on your league, this is like dirt cheap here. He has the seventh easiest schedule for wide receivers, and now with Drew Brees, who is by far and away more accurate than Cam Newton ever was, you know, and he never fails to throw five thousand yards. I not only like his value, but I like the opportunity that he has to outperform his ADP. If we look back at his last two seasons, Courtney already mentioned the 95 targets, but in 2015, he had 44 catches for 739 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, And then last year, um, against with a very, very rough Panthers team, he had 54 catches, 752 yards, four touchdowns. Those are excellent numbers for a guy that you're going to get in the 13th round. 13th round. I love me some Ted Ginn. Mm-hmm. Breeze is a little different than Cam Newton. Just slightly. Slightly. But like Courtney said, Brandon Cooks is gone. And so the debate is kind of that, you know, will he be that second guy? The targets are certainly there. Breeze throws a ton. You've got the backfield that's going to provide and it's going to open up in, you know, the secondary. So I I love Ted Ginn Jr. Again, for dirt cheap 13th round, you're gonna have you're taking flyers at this point. Why not take it on Ted Ginn?
0: Well, I he'll be the actually.
2: third guy behind Snead, though, right? I don't
0: doesn't know. matter. It doesn't matter where he's in the depth chart. I don't know. if
1: it's I think he'll probably finish he above Snead. I think he will finish above Snead. Brennan loves Snead. Oh. She loves Snead. We can't get into this fight. Whoa. Oh. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be like old man connection. <laughs>
2: All I'm saying is even if he's a wide receiver three, Snead is doesn't wide receiver matter. three. 895 right. yards.
0: I'm going to talk about a wide receiver three right now that I think is going to probably be a wide receiver two as well, Ashley. I have a very soft spot for Mr. Kenny Stills of the Miami Dolphins, Mm -hmm. and you know how I hate the Dolphins. He's my guy. He is it. Uh, He could be your last guy in the pick. He's going in the fourth, fourteenth round. So that's where his ADP is laying. And he just signed a contract extending his stay for another four years, which I think will give him more confidence. Um, And you know what? I always thought he was kind of like that big play guy too, and he is. Um, but last year he really did well being more consistent than he had in previous years. So I love that about him. He averages over 17 yards of reception. That's crazy. And the guy that he's competing for, Mr. Devonte Parker, who is going in the eighth round, um, Had less had five less touchdowns than Stills did. I mean, so I just feel like Stills is kind of the guy they look for when they're in that thirty yard, twenty yard, uh, you know, not like five yards away, but you know, when they have a little ways to go, and then Stills makes it into the end zone. Um, So I, I really enjoy him. He scored a touchdown in each games of the regular season last year. That's crazy. So. That's why they signed him the contract. I think they're going to get him more involved in the offense. I don't think that they're fully committed to Mr. Devontae Parker. I don't think Devontae Parker is fully committed to football. So I think that this is the guy that you should not sleep on and get this dude. I'd reach for the, I'd get him in the 13th round to find this. I'd reach. So you don't miss him. Um, I know hopping up to that 13th when you're getting Brandon Marshall in the fifth, it's freaking crazy. Um, all right. So we have covered the guys towards the top, uh, sleepers, at the bottom, but which wide receiver that falls in the middle are you maybe reaching for or hope falls to you in the draft? Ashley.
1: So I was the last one to do my notes. So I already know who Courtney is picking and that is my guy. But I really like Cameron Merritt. Who I
0: almost am. What? Who I almost? Who I almost did a write-up on? No, Emmanuel Sanders. No, I said who I almost did a write-on. like oh, 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 I almost wrote him too. Oh, did which you? Is oh, funny. So oh, we that's both funny. have like, the same. Like my yeah. hair. Um,
1: he's a wide receiver one with an ADP of 108. So yeah, I'll take that uh, most definitely. I mean, he started off slow last season, but then he moved into a wide receiver one role by week five and was a top 20 scoring wide receiver for the rest of the season. He's had an incredibly strong end of the season for weeks 14 through 17 as well. So combine that growth with a very favorable regular season schedule, which is the second easiest schedule weeks one through 13, and you have a serious role player on your roster on your hands. His playoff schedule is not as easy, but it's also not horrible at being the 12th hardest. It's pretty middle of the road. I like my odds with Cameron Meredith. I think he's a
0: fantastic pickup where you can get him. Again, that number one wide receiver falling that far is, is far. amazing. I think Brandon disagrees with me, though. Did you see her? Like, No, I did a full write-up about no, 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 no. before knowing Brandon picked her, him because <laughs> we are on the same page as well on this one. This is a good one.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess uh, one of the things that Courtney uh, – Texted me though it was like well is an eleventh round really middle and I guess I'm probably thinking of more like the sixteen plus rounds of of drafting and we just did the Scott Fishbowl which was like twenty <sighs> million I was like, that's not yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but but still I would say sixteen is probably uh, you know uh, decent I mean but I think Adam Thielen should be a middle one. Adam Thielen was the number one wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings last season. Uh, he caught 69 of his 88 targets for 967 yards and five touchdowns. And if you saw Minnesota's offense, five touchdowns was pretty impressive actually. Uh
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
2: No. Uh, you know, listen, just shy of a 1,000 plus plus season. He was an undrafted guy. He's a hometown guy. They love him there from Minnesota State, Mankato. Uh, he landed a $17 million deal through 2020 over the offseason. They like him there. And I, mm-hmm. I like Stephon Diggs too, but he, Stephon Diggs hasn't really stayed on the field very often. And I think Stefan Diggs actually is a great compliment to Adam Thielen. I think they're actually a good one-two punch. This isn't a, a knock on Stephon Diggs. It's just that Adam Thielen is a bargain right now. He averaged 14 yards per reception, 4.4 yards after the catch, and went from playing in 35 of the team's 63 offensive snaps in week one to 61 out of 63 of the team's offensive snaps in week 17. I think Thielen's here to stay, and you can get him late. So to me, uh, he is a big-time bargain, but I think his ADP will go up, and that's why I wanted to talk about him at this point of the show, because I just don't see this staying the way it is.
0: I hope it doesn't because, again, Minnesota is yet another not sexy team. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes people, especially, like, when you're doing, like, your friends' links, you know, we forget because we do a lot of these expert links and we're all, like, the insiders and stuff. But when you're doing a lot of these friends' links, you know, I I usually would never draft a Minnesota Viking wide receiver. Um, But – I agree. I think that the value is so crazy. And what I like about Thielen is that he's the second wide receiver on the team because usually the first wide receiver always blows up in your face. Stefan Diggs is going to blow up in your face. So you don't have to waste a really high pick on him. You can just get Thielen at the end and get the wide receiver one value. It's brilliant, Brandon. And I know you are not one to look at his strength of schedule, but Thielen has the second easiest Schedule for wide receivers. So, boom, Thielen. Thielen's legit. I I like that. But I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders, who's falling to the seventh round. I would take him even higher than that. I would be okay reaching for him because you're talking about a guy that was the top 20, one of the top twenty-five guys in fantasy yep. points in standard links Had over a thousand yards for the third time in a row. His quarter. Back situation isn't great, but we've seen him work through that. He stopped eating fast food, people, so don't you worry. He's gonna be speedy. That's what he said. That's all he needed to do, and now he's like in the best shape because he's he so ready. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love. It. He's like, I'd stop at McDonald's and I get a twenty-piece chicken nuggets, and then I'd go straight to Burger King. It's like what I did. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Just kidding. Right? Obviously. <laughs> uh, so I, I like him. So not only are you bad, but they're focused on their offensive line this season. And I love that. So whoever is going to be the quarterback, they're going to have more time to get the ball out and, Sanders is fast. There's Demarius to throw the ball to. They have a little bit more depth in the running back situation this year. So I like Emmanuel Sanders. I think that he is going to be amazing. Uh, Let's get move on to the last last five guys on our uh, rankings. Again, go to herfantasyfootball.com slash rankings, and you will see that we ranked 95 wide receivers so the top five may not even be playing in the NFL come week one, but we are in some deep leagues. You may be in some really, really deep leagues. So ladies, which out of these five receivers are you willing to take? We have Jeremy curse, uh, Philip Dorsett. I said, it's Jermaine curse, Philip Dorsett, Carl Henderson and Victor Cruz. Oh, and Jalen strong. Jalen strong. Well,
2: I'm going to go with Dorsett just because of Andrew Luck. I think when you get this deep, you kind of want to look for people that if they had to fill in, they have a quarterback that would get them the ball, regardless of whether or not they're – kind of wide receiver two or wide receiver one material. Um however, I'm gonna be honest with you though, and this is important because, you know, we don't know when exactly you're gonna be listening to this show. Uh he missed minicamp due to a hamstring injury. He uh is the weirdest first round pick of all time. I remember it was like, hold on, they have T. Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief and they took him in the first and they have needs like a lot of needs like on defense and the offensive line line
1: yeah
2: uh i remember very distinctly it was like that that whole first round was great and then it got to him and i was like what uh but listen I, he's reportedly in danger of maybe not even making the team uh so this is a little crazy uh, he may lose his at bare minimum he may lose his wide receiver three spot to kamar aiken uh what a fall from grace but still i you know for me at this point when i look at all those people i think well if he was called upon i think andrew luck would have to get on the ball whether <laughs> whether he liked it or not so that would be kind of the only reason for me
0: ashley what about you I, don't, I mean, I don't love any of these guys. Well, but, obviously um, not. Nobody yeah, loves these yeah. guys.
1: Um, I will take Jermaine Curse because he has shown that he can make the big plays uh, more so than the other guys on this list. Save Victor Cruz back in his glory days, obviously, but there's the injury concern there um, a bit still for me. And, you know, he has absolutely the easiest wide receiver schedule, <laughs> the, the easiest. So to me, he at least has that opportunity for a game to lean his way to make those big plays that he is capable of. The question is kind of like Brandon is saying, you know, with Dorsett is you've got Paul Richardson, you've got Doug Baldwin. We've got, we've got is the opportunity for him to be on the field going to be there. I'm not sure, but when he's on the field, he has a capability to make big plays. And so for me, I guess
0: that's what I would be looking for. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we're really digging deep here, but Victor loves themselves some Victor Cruz. It's purely just because I want him to be, to do well, be yep. able to play, you know? I I mean, but who even knows? None of these guys are probably even going to be on the same team come he's, week one. He's
1: your warm, fuzzy pick at the end when it really She's doesn't warm, matter. And you just yeah. want to say, it's a warm, fuzzy pick. It's Victor That's Cruz. right. I'm going to pick yeah.
0: him. Yeah, I am. That's right, Ashley. It's just like Megatron. You just pick him at the end, you know, it just makes you feel better inside. That's all. That's all, Ashley. Thank you for understanding. I get it. No, I wouldn't (laughs) I would never draft him, but you know, like yeah, that's it's nice. It feels you feel like you're doing like some charity work picking Well, If you're at a twenty two, you know, round. He's such a good guy. Then maybe. Yeah. He's such a good guy. So that's that's where my pick is. Okay.
1: Well, that is it for us. Please go to HerFantasyFootball.com. You will find our tiered cheat sheet there. It is super easy to use. We are in the midst of draft season. So... Go check that out again at HerFantasyFootball.com. Listen to us on Sirius XM Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern starting this Saturday. We are back. We couldn't be more thrilled about that. And uh, we're going to be talking about the AFC North and NFC North. So that's really exciting and we're going to have some guests on. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we are constantly updating our rankings again. You can find that on our website as well. And next week we'll be talking about running backs. So we will see you guys then And no more faking it.